Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Capital Region and Bracebridge Hall, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family Support Services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And the ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. I'm on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and be on the lookout for all of my one-minute ML Sports takes and nine-minute Friday segments from Rosie's Corner on all the social platforms as well. We are brought to you by our great, great friends over at Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Welch and Company Jewelers, Prestwick Golf, and Burn Dairy. Burn Dairy's got it all, man. The pizza, the subs, the burgers, uh, all your hot and cold prepared foods that you need for lunch and dinner. Uh, they've got uh, things that you need for the house. You know, run up to Burn Dairy to grab a loaf of bread. Grab some donuts in the morning on your way to work. Grab some milk. Burn Dairy is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor uh, all over central New York. And actually, there's one uh, that's opening here uh, in just a few weeks, I believe, on Morgan Road. Pass it all the time going to uh, my kids' swim lessons. So. Can't wait for that new location. Burn Dairy. Boy, that chocolate milk is tasty, isn't it? Uh, I want to spend the front end of this podcast talking about um, Tom Brady. And this guy is absolutely positively ridiculous right now. And I, I know what a lot of people say, and they're not wrong. I've heard a lot of former NFL players on shows this week, um, you know, talk about, well, you know, you, you can't hit quarterbacks these days. You have all the personal nutrition. You've got all the extra stuff you need. You've got all the hot tubs, all the cold tubs. Plus he does his due diligence in terms of, you know, keeping himself upright and healthy. And, uh, you know, there's never a day that he cheats. I think the, the only day he's cheated, maybe the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years uh, was when he was bombed at the Tampa Bay Super Bowl party, right? At the parade with the boats and all that. Maybe he had done that a couple times with the Patriots, but 
it never really seemed that way, right? He, I, he never, you never saw him stumbling, that's for sure. He might have had a couple of cocktails, but um, that guy does not put any of that stuff into his body. He won't eat a piece of pizza. He won't eat regular ice cream. He won't eat nachos. He, I mean, you know, those are all things that you and I are doing, right? We're doing all those things. Now, listen, I'm not saying that his diet is is the only thing that, you know, has contributed to this. And I'm not saying that I would in any, in a million years, would I have that diet unless I knew that, you know, a long, long time ago, like, Hey, you know, let's say I was blessed with some kind of talent and was charging towards a D1. Yeah. Maybe I'd, I'd watch it and I wouldn't eat, you know, a fourth or fifth wing. But what's crazy about athletes and taking just a, a, a second away from Tom Brady's diet and away from him before we really get into, you know, appreciating Tom Brady, which is what this front end of this podcast is. Um, you know how many athletes just go nuts in fast food lines? I mean, I hear hockey players on 32 Thoughts, the podcast, and spitting chiclets all the time, talking about stories of, you know, drive throughs and coming home late and all this sort of thing, and teammates bringing, you know, four or five Big Macs and three fries and two Cokes and a milkshake, and they eat it at like one in the morning. They wake up at like 7 or 8 in the morning. They go right to the morning skate like they didn't even eat. But they're burning, obviously, tons and tons of calories. There's a, there are a lot of football guys like that. Uh, in fact, one example would be I went into the, I went into, uh, the, the, the locker room. Uh, this was years ago. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and Buffalo Sabres game in Buffalo. And I remember distinctly walking into the Penguins locker room. They had like 15, 20 pizzas out. And like uh, they were almost all gone. And I had just walked in, you know. So... A lot of athletes do eat whatever they want. They can eat whatever they want, especially if you're in your 20s, right? Tom Brady isn't like that. Tom Brady hasn't been like that for a long time. Remember, this thing's been going on for about 20 years here, right? 20, 21 years, okay? If you subtract 21, Tom Brady was 23. He's 44. And so now that I've gotten that part out of the way, while you can tell me all day long, well, the nutrition and this and that and the training and he's making a ton of money and you can't hit quarterbacks and the offensive rules tailor towards quarterbacks and it's never been easier to play quarterback. All those things are true. Both can apply. That can apply. And also, here's what else can apply. <clears throat> While all that is true, why isn't Drew Brees still playing? Why isn't Peyton Manning still playing? Why isn't Eli Manning still playing? Why aren't all these quarterbacks playing until they're 44? Why aren't they all playing until they're 45, 46, like he'll probably do, if not longer? Why aren't they all doing it? That's the thing. I look at it like Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes and you know all these elite athletes we have. You know, when you think about it, it's very easy to say, okay. It's easier for them because A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Go right down the line. Patrick Mahomes, all the offense, the gimmicks, he's got the best weapons. He has Andy Reid. He has Eric Bieniemy. as an OC, right? It's never been easier to collect all these passing yards, blah, blah, blah. Can't hit a quarterback. All, all those things I mentioned with Brady, right? But he had a 5,000-yard, 500-touchdown campaign. Won an MVP. Been the last two Super Bowls. Won a Super Bowl. I don't see any other quarterback thrown, despite how the league is set up for 5,050, which still separates Mahomes to an extent. I think the same is true with Tom Brady. He has separated himself um, at this particular point, and this is coming off of, by the way, a win at Philadelphia, 
uh, as I record this, 34-42, 297 yards, two touchdowns, did throw the pick, had an 102.1 rating and a QBR of 69.5. Look at Tom Brady's numbers. This guy right now is already six weeks into the season. He's over 2,000 yards. He has 17 touchdowns. He has a QBR of 66.2. Tom Brady very well right now could be the lead uh, MVP candidate. He really could be. And so while it's easy to just throw the, well, the NFL, everything's tailored towards him. It's never been easier, but it's easy to say that and it's easy to do that. And, And it is true. Both can apply and both should apply. They really should. Both they, they should everything both should apply. There's no other way to say it. Now look, but I are a Buffalo Bills fan. I've also worked in sports media for the last 20 years. Okay. And yeah, we all had Patriot fatigue, Belichick fatigue, Brady fatigue, right? For the longest time. But even I think towards the end of his tenure in New England, there I was always 50-50. I was always like, oh God, these guys again. Oh, jeez. And then on the other side, I was like, no, appreciate greatness, appreciate greatness, blah, blah, blah. He's one of the... And then it really swung towards the end of his Patriot tenure, last couple, two, three years, into, you know what? I give up. I, I, you can't do anything besides just tip your cap and appreciate greatness. You have to appreciate greatness. This guy's been playing football since the year 2000. He's 44 years old. He has seven Super Bowl championships. He has five Super Bowl MVPs. He's won three NFL MVPs. He's been a three-time NFL top 100 number one player. Two-time offensive player of the year. NFL comeback player of the year in 2009 after he had his knee hit in two, right? Three-time first-team All-Pro. Second uh, second, Two-time second-team All-Pro. 14 Pro Bowls. Four NFL passing touchdowns leader numbers, right? He's been the leader in the NFL in passing touchdowns four times. He's a three-time NFL passing yards leader, two-time NFL passer rating leader, NFL completion percentage leader, did that in 2007. NFL 2000s All-Decade Team, he's also unanimous 2010s All-Decade Team, unanimous NFL 100th Anniversary All-Time Team. And then you throw in the little things here and there, right? Sportsman of the Year, Sports Illustrated, AP Mel Athlete of the Year, five-time KCC, AFC Offensive Player of the Year, Right? Burt Bell Award winner in 2007. And oh, have you even talked about the records? Most career wins, most career TD passes, most career passing yards, most career passing attempts, longest touchdown pass ever, 99 yards, best touchdown to interception ratio in this in a season, 28.2. The guy is spectacular. Over 80,000 passing yards. A ridiculous amount of touchdowns, 596 touchdowns, 193 INTs. It's insane. It's a, it's insane. So, you know, just about 7,000 passing completions. It's insane. And everybody wants to go to play football at Tampa, in Tampa. Everybody wants to go play with Tom Brady. Right? And look at what's going on right now. Remember when Antonio Brown was a problem? You haven't heard a peep out of him, you know? Look at when Brady went to Tampa Bay. He was the acting GM and quarterback. Fournette comes, right? A host of other running backs come. Brown comes. Grant comes, right? And 
frankly, right when somebody is 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 available, the assumption is that they're just going to go to Tampa Bay, right? Hello, Richard Sherman being the latest one, right? He also had a hamstring injury against Philly. I think his days are probably dwindling too, and obviously that personal situation doesn't help at all either. Um, hopefully that's past him, but you never know what's going on with people. Um, so just appreciate Tom Brady, okay? No more Brady fatigue, no more saying get him out of the league, no more, and especially now that he's not a Patriot, right? Like we can have a little bit less Brady fatigue. But let's just sit back and appreciate, right? Like let's sit back and go and 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 just do it, you know? Let's just pr- appreciate you know what he's done the greatness the super bowls and i'll 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 end on this i i don't know if i mean the mount rushmore of my lifetime you know cuz i love doing the mount rushmore thing if i do it in 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 my lifetime and i do it for the nfl i mean tom brady has to be on there right i mean my mount rushmore probably at this point looks like what for lifetime tiger woods michael jordan would I throw maybe a Wayne Gretzky in, you know, and then Tom Brady? I mean, maybe that's the four, right? I'm 42 in December, so that's probably right. And then in the NFL, I mean, you know, it depends if you add owners and executives, et cetera, how you do it, players, owners, executives, if you if you remove a couple groups and whatnot. But here's the thing. I would probably venture to put Brady... Lawrence Taylor, you know, for sure on there. Jerry Rice. And then that fourth spot, you know, is it is it a Vince Lombardi? You know, is it an executive? Is it, you know, a George Hallis? Is it a member of the Foolish Club of the AFL who challenged, you know, challenged the uh, challenged the NFL and, and ended up causing the merger? You know, um, you know, would it be a Lamar Hunt, for example? Very well could be. Very well could be. Jim Brown, probably. Jim Brown, Lawrence Taylor, Tom Brady, and you know Jerry Rice. Yeah, J- Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor, Jim Brown. Those four, and then maybe I'd move into the executive world and some other players. Tom Brady's special, man. And again, if it were this easy for everybody else, then why aren't they still playing? The league's easier, yeah. Quarterbacks easier. Health, trainers, hot tubs, cold tubs. Vitamins, modern medicine, but guess what? There's only one guy doing it, and it's Tom Brady. ML Sports Bladder brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and our great friends over at Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Make sure you go ahead and log on to bryantstratton.edu. Find your two- and four-year degree today. The nursing program, terrific. They've got a bunch of new programs to check out. Two- and four-year degrees are available, and classes are always starting soon. Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Oswego Street and James Street in Central New York. A great way to start your career at Bryant and Stratton College. Let's bring in uh, a guy who's been doing some unbelievable work. He interviews the top high school, college, and NBA players and coaches. He's on Twitter at underscore S-C-H-U-Z underscore. That's at underscore S-C-H-U-Z underscore. It's Zach Shoemaker, uh, a, a young rising media guy. You can go get him on YouTube as well. Uh, cannot wait to chat with him about some of the interviews he's he's had and uh, the state of basketball at many levels. Zach, welcome aboard, buddy. How are you? Awesome. Appreciate having me on today. How did your career start? You know, when did you start in the media industry and, and had the interest 
um, in in covering sports, predominantly obviously basketball, interviewing the top high school, college, and NBA players and coaches. When did that sort of start for you? Yeah, so I grew up playing basketball. Obviously, the dream I think of most people would be make as far as you can out the NBA, college. Those are kind of the big goals there. But eventually, throughout high school, that always was my dream. And throughout the ending part of middle school and high school, I started getting pretty sick and had a couple of things come up throughout my life in terms of basketball where I just came to a point where I was like, you know, this is what I love. But in the back of my mind, I always said, you know, I want to be involved in basketball, even if it was after potential pro career, whatever that could have been like, I want to be a GM or a, in the media or something. So that was always in the back of my mind. So once all that stuff kind of started happening, I started sitting back and kind of talking to God and was like, okay, what exactly am I supposed to be doing right now? I kind of just led like, okay, let's move away from basketball for right now. Let's kind of walk into some other industry. I tried going to GM stuff a little bit, make connections with quite a few of the NBA GMs today, actually. But obviously as a high school kid and even a college, like there's not really you can't get into front office you have to be graduate to college start working way up that way so i was like i have four five six years now what am i going to do and so i kind of got into the media industry in that aspect and it's kind of worked my way up now since two two and a half years ago now obviously i started ending in my junior year of high school now sophomore in college so just kind of working up to that point in time so you're a sophomore in college right now correct yeah wow um and where do you go so I go to Grand Canyon. It's actually online. It always was kind of the goal once I gave up basketball is just to do online. I was about done my work pretty quickly in high school and kind of just wanted to focus on my thing, be able to travel, watch basketball, and kind of take care of it online. So I do Grand Canyon, but it's online, so it's not really too much in-person stuff like that. Okay. So you have recently talked to who? Get into some of your recent um, your recent interviews, and I know one of them is uh, – a star senior at my alma mater at St. Bonaventure, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, Kyle Lofton had him on about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago now. He obviously is, as you probably well familiar, and he's obviously going to be one of the top players of the country this year. Wouldn't be surprised to see him be an all-American type player, whether it be first, second, third team, that should be determined over the next year. But he was obviously one of the most recent ones. I've done a lot of recruiting. Obviously, I've been, had some college stuff on right now with him getting going through preseason. kind of hard to have him go through a whole sit-down story stuff. So, They've been a little busy on that aspect, but with the recruiting game in terms of high school, is really what I've been picking up on most recently, just because there's been a lot of that committing, decommitting in some cases, narrowing down schools. So some of the top recruits recently have had Jackson Kohler just come out there, um, Michigan State, Otega Oway just come out there to Oklahoma, Caleb Glenn, Louisville, um, Zach Keller, Wake Forest. I mean, the list goes on. There's been a lot of guys recently committing, so really been heavily on the recruiting aspect as of right now. Another guy you interviewed at the beginning of the month um, was Buddy Beheim. Uh, I live in central New York. I've covered Syracuse for a long time. What was Buddy like on the interview? Uh, what did you take away from that? He's a really good kid. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I think when I look at a lot of the guys I've interviewed, he has to be up there in terms of just one of the more easy guys to talk to. I think when you talk about college guys, obviously a lot of them are still learning how to kind of have an interview, how to kind of – Learning just to sit down and have a scenario, he was more than comfortable than majority of guys are. And he just was someone that, for his stats, obviously he's coming off a March Madness run. He's going to be one of the top players in the country already being talked about as an NBA prospect, as we know. He was super humble. There's not many guys that you see have that humility in a player. So that just stand out alone. He obviously is a great storyteller, has quite the stories between growing up in the whole Syracuse system with his dad, 
being around a guy like Carmelo Anthony and those great runs, being around Deion Waiters, being around those guys. So that was definitely had to be one of my favorite ones. It was a pretty long one, too. Like I said, it was just super easy to talk to. And he obviously is not just one of the best players, but also one of the best kids out there. Yeah, I got to listen to that in full. I, I loved his uh, dream team from the Jim Beheim era. Uh, he mm-hmm. had Pearl Washington, Deion Waiters, Carmelo Anthony, Louis Orr. And uh, Derek Coleman with the six man coming off the bench, G Mac. That I don't know. I wonder if, if in practice if they had a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a fun chat about that and gave each other some crap because G Mac and Buddy have gotten super close. And it's crazy. I don't know if you've seen the old videos, but back in two thousand three, when Syracuse won it all, you were a little tyke running around. What you would have been uh, two years old, I guess. Um, but Buddy Beheim was in the locker room as, as, you know, he's basically your age, right? He's like a year, year older, maybe a year or two older. And he was in the locker room running around with Carmelo. And now fast forward to 2021, he's playing for his dad. He's the, one of the stars on the team. His brother's now there. Isn't it crazy how life comes like that, Zach? Absolutely. And I I think that's what we kind of talked about too. Like that's what makes the Syracuse team pretty special too. And I know some people picked up a little bit here and there on it, but like, this really is almost like a family reunion in a sense. Like, obviously, you know, Jim Beheim and Buddy have been together for a few years. Like you said, his brother's coming into the group now. Cole Swider, they've been friends growing up to the AAU circuit. Samir Torrance, they grew up together and just friends playing high school and AAU stuff. Like, Joe, obviously, we know Gerard obviously been out there for a while. They've been together. Like, this has really got four, five, six, seven guys that have grown up together, know each other now for pretty much the majority of their lives. So, I think that's one of the most special things. Like, you just see the way it's evolved over time and... Now the Syracuse team is almost, like I said, a family feel from majority of the guys we're going to be seeing featured in rotation this year. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, doing a great job covering the game of basketball, interviewing some of the top players at multiple levels, high school, college, NBA, and, of course, coaches as well, at underscore, S-C-H-U-Z underscore. It's Zach Shoemaker here on the ML Sports Platter. And I just subscribed to your YouTube page, uh, S-C-H-U-Z Shoes. That's where uh, people can follow you and, and get some of your interviews. Uh, when did you first fall in love with the game of basketball? I'd say pretty much since I can comprehend life for the most part. I mean, my family wasn't a basketball family in the sense of my mom and dad playing at a high level. My mom played, was about ready to play college, had an injury, so she didn't play that. My dad just played through high school, but my dad was a, is a huge basketball fan. I was born in March, and he's a Jayhawk fan. It's where my family's from Kansas, so I kind of was born into my baby pictures were taken in a KU uniform, and just from that point on, I mean, I was kind of raised in watching basketball, falling in love with it. My brother plays it. My sister now loves the game. So I really, since I was pretty much born, I just kind of fell in love with the game and just always loved it since the beginning pretty much. So one thing I'm really interested in, college kids don't worry as much about it. Uh, as you get older, you get out of school, you know, you got to find a job and you need to, you know, make money, right? And so a lot of people who are doing the things that you're doing, that I'm doing, uh, I'm obviously a lot older than you, but I'm in the, you know, social digital elements now and the platforms and podcasting and, and all these different things. And a lot of it is saturated, of course, but, you know, you can be young and you can hop on a microphone and you can start right away and not go to a journalism school for four years. You can do a little bit of online stuff like you're doing. You can get reps. You can you know, you can, you can grow, uh, you can be bad in the beginning, but you're growing and you'll, and you'll be good in the end. Right. So what would you suggest for people out there? If they're 18, 16, even in high school, you know, would you go the traditional 
media route and go to college and do a little bit of what you're doing? Would you do exactly what you've done? Um, how, how would you do this? Because there's so many people doing this sort of thing, and I come from more of a traditional media background where all of this wasn't available, Zach, when I was in college, and I've hosted radio for a long time, and I eventually got out of corporate radio almost four years ago, and now I'm doing this. Um, but I have a radio background. I have a traditional background. I went to classes. I learned editing. You know, I learned the old school way, textbook way type of a thing. And, and then as time has evolved, I've, I've gone into this direction. What would you suggest for people if they're trying to start it? Yeah, I think it's something so unique. I mean, with the internet today, like you said, there are so many routes you can take. And I don't think any route is necessarily a bad route. I think it depends who you are, where you're at in life, what your connections are like. I think for pl- people that are players, like guys that are coming off of playing at a high level in college or NBA career, they obviously have, in a sense, an advantage in the sense where they already have connections. They know this game like the back of their hand. They just kind of know what it's like. So for those guys, you could go start a podcast. We've seen Duncan Robinson do it. We see JJ Redick. You've seen just countless NBA players do it. You could do it that route where you just kind of know players. You get them on that way and grow. You could also do it, obviously, from our aspect where we're not – a foreign player, you can take many routes. I think starting young, if you know this is what you want to do, starting young, why not? I mean, there's obviously, you couldn't wait till college, you can do the traditional route, but if you truly love it, there's no reason you can't. I mean, it's pretty much, you can you can pay maybe $500 to go buy equipment and all that to get everything professionally done, and you can kind of start growing. You can start where you said, start off, you're not going to be too good, work your way up through a high school, even starting college, like, there's really just so many routes you can take. I wouldn't say anything's bad, and obviously I haven't figured out yet. I mean, I haven't reached the ultimate points I want to reach yet, so don't know exact answers to it yet. But I think any way you start, just honestly working towards it, and I don't think there's necessarily a bad way of doing it. Um, do you make money off this? Yeah, I think I think the biggest help for me in the very beginning, I obviously didn't do to make too much money, but more towards the back end now with YouTube, you can make a lot more money off posting videos in that aspect. So. I mean, is it box office tons of money? No, but getting just a little bit different, different things from doing appearance, appearing different things, to going to different events, obviously through YouTube, is one of the bigger reasons. Like, there's different ways you can make money, but obviously the more you grow, the more it's available for you. So YouTube is, is odd, right? Because you have to have a 1,000. You have over a 1,000, but you have to get a 1,000 subscribers, right? And then mm-hmm. you can get paid from there, or do you then have to go... To YouTube TV and get verified, you not YouTube TV, but the you the you watch whatever it's mm-hmm. called. You go there and then it's it's the amount of hours viewed plus followers in order to get uh, to get paid and and you have to get approved for that. Is that is that the system? Yeah, pretty much. So the big check mark and kind of the hardest thing to get to the thousand subscribers. Yeah, and it's hard. 10, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that like I said, like thousand subscribers, like you said, is tough. Like, that was the one that took me about a year to hit because. It's kind of different. It's not like Instagram where you can get grown in the aspect of Twitter. I mean, it's a lot different social media platform. So getting that 1,000 is pretty tough. Once you get there, it's pretty easy. I mean, the 10,000 hours sounds like a lot, but you get to that pretty quickly if you post consistently videos. So that's what's not too hard to hit. And then once you get that, though, you have to go through the different approving system, kind of like any job. I mean, you have to go make sure they highly pay you, fill out the bank information whatnot. So that's covered. It's not too much of a hard process. It took about maybe 30 minutes max, but... Once you get that set up, though, you can start making money through AdSense, and it pretty much just kind of comes through it. You get ads in your, in your video, so kind of depends how many ads people view, and just kind of the simple way that people kind of can experience, kind of expect what, how ads work is the same as any other platform. So 
that's pretty much where that guy comes in from. Interesting. A couple more quick questions for Zach Shoemaker. He's on Twitter at underscore S-C-H-U-Z underscore. And get him uh, at Shoes on YouTube as well, and you can follow that channel. Um, interviewing all the, the top names in, in high school, college, NBA uh, players and, and, and coaches alike. Um, what do you think is the best route in terms of uh, getting the technology part out there? In other words, I'm a big radio guy, as I mentioned. I'm a big audio guy. I listen to podcasts more than I watch. I'm also, again, a little bit older. I know that video is the more modern, typical thing. We're now in a Zoom world because of the corona stuff. Um, you do, obviously, pretty much all video. And do you run a podcast with that that's just audio? Or is, is yours all just the YouTube with the interviews and all that? What's your suggestion on on all of it? Is it bad to do a podcast with audio and, and, and do videos on the side? That's kind of what I do. So there is some video takes there and I post those on social and then I have my podcast as audio only what what what's your what's your attack in in that in that world yeah so from my aspect I actually start off with just a simple podcast no video for the first 50 something interviews I think it's 56 57 of them and that was all audio I mean going like the anchor the apple music or whatever all the different platforms that's kind of how I started off as college shoes views originally and all of a sudden, like I said, I kind of started learning more about it. You see, like, the podcast. I mean, you see the countless big podcasts out there now. And I kind of was like, well, I've always been someone that my ultimate goal is to be on TV someday. So that's kind of always been what I want to kind of more focus into. So I was like, why am I supposed to start getting that practice as well? And as I started talking to people and learning, I was like, well, you can make a lot better money if you hit the certain parts we just talked about on YouTube as well. So I kind of put that all together and eventually got to a point. At first, I started doing both putting on YouTube as well as the different podcasts, but it started like, obviously distributing the money a little bit differently. So I decided to go full force into the video aspects. I think either way works. I mean, whichever way you're comfortable, obviously podcasts, you can make money off that as well. You can make it off of YouTube. I think it is more just what you prefer. If you're more comfortable and you want to be on video, you want to do it on just the audio version. I think both are completely fine. I think like you said, as long as you can get some kind of content out there, like you said, if, it, if it's visual, if it's just audio content, if it's whatever it is to get on social media, that would be the biggest thing. Because if you don't have that, it's going to be hard to grow. People just hear what you're talking about, who you're having on and whatnot. So as long as you just get some form of content and do it, I think it's going to work out fine for you. Well, and, and I'll tell you this, no matter what you choose to do, it's more about the brand than anything. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're on a big brand, you know, if, if you and I get a phone call today that Barstool Sports wants us to do something crazy. Your followers go up, my followers go up. Everything just starts exploding because you're on a huge brand. You know that's yeah. to me that's that's the way way it is. And, and and if you're not a part of a brand, you got to grind like crazy. And I know that you're already starting to to realize that. I'm, you're already an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. You're interviewing. You're super young. You're doing everything the right way. You're really good, by the way. You sound good. The conversation has flowed uh, flows flows incredibly well. Uh, and, and and I wanted to finish with this question. What did Cole Swider have to say? I know you interviewed him a, a week, maybe a couple weeks ago as well. He's transferring into Syracuse, and uh, he's from Villanova. He's you know he's he, the tutelage of Jay Wright. Now he's with this offense. I think he's going to be a great fit at Syracuse. What did he have to, to say about the Orange program? And, and obviously he talked about the sensational freshman in Benny Williams. Yeah, he that was another great interview. Actually, I mean, I interviewed Joe Stroud as well, so I'm gonna start getting him post that in the next week from that one as well. But this whole group is just super 
close in. I think they're going to fit perfectly. I think we all know that Jim Beheim is going to get us into the tournament. I think that's just about every single year. And he just gets guys that fit his piece. And I think the guys that he brought in this year, between like you said, Benny Williams, he's going to be really a star freshman. It's going to take probably not going to be for all four years. I think it's going to be maybe three years absolute max for him. That's kind of a pulse why we're talking about as well there. But in terms of Cole specifically, he's going to be a huge addition. I think it flew under the radar just because of how many big names transferred this past year. But like I said, Jim Behan knows what he wants. Sometimes he's the top ranked big name player. Sometimes he gets more under the radar guys. But Cole Swire was just a top 25, top 30 player in the country coming out of high school two years ago now, three years ago now. He's just been coached by Jay Wright, who's another one of the great, all-time great coaches in this game. So he's coming in now into a system that fits him better. Obviously, Jay Wright's really 100% the defense aspect that's all his focus is for the most part, and then kind of creating off of that as well. Jim Beheim obviously has his 2-3. We know what he does on defense, but it's that shooting ability, and that's what Cole Swire has been known for. It's what he created his name for in high school. He's one of the best shooters coming out of high school. And it's just going to open up the court. And when you talk about having a guy like Buddy Beheim, we know how much attention he's going to draw. So for the beginning parts of the year, Cole Swire is going to get a lot of open looks until people start keying on him as well. But more towards the end of the year, we're going to see a duo, I think, between Buddy and Cole Swire. It's going to be a lethal shooting duo. And when you come to March Madness time again, that's going to be hard to guard because we all know all that matters is one game. Who's going to knock down the shots? And when you talk about having two guys like Cole Swider and Buddy Beheim shooting as well as all the other guys on this team, I think they're going to be a special group. And that's kind of what he keyed on a lot on. Obviously, talking about Benny Malone, we talked a lot about him and Buddy teeing up again, talking and how they're going to build this duo once again. But I think just his character is going to be huge. Syracuse is going to love him. He's going to be huge for the fan base for if it's going to be one, two years, however many years he stays here. But he's going to be huge this year, I think, for Syracuse. Well, he interviews the top high school, college, and NBA players and coaches. He's on Twitter, at underscore S-C-H-U-Z underscore. Get him on uh, YouTube as well, his channel, uh, S-C-H-U-Z Shoes. It's Zach Shoes Shoemaker. Zach, this was incredible. I, I picked you up on Twitter. Obviously, we started following each other. Uh, and and uh, anything I can you know do down the line, I, you probably won't need my help, but anything you know you need down the line, let me know and uh, keep up the great work. Get get all those interviews and keep cranking, man. This is a blast. Awesome. I appreciate having me on. It's a great time. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Camillus Golf Club, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, the L and Angus Pub, and our great, great friends over at CNY Electrical. Log on to cnyelectrical.com. Residential and commercial electrical needs. Sean and his team can help you out in the greater New York State area, central New York remote. You name it, he'll do it. It's awesome. CNYelectrical.com. Also, a tip of the cap, thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform, as well as Ken's Auto Detailing. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Your favorite things feel made for you. 
your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.